What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today... Brandon White here, guys. As always. What's going on? Brandon. I'm here. He's here. I'm here, man. He's alive. <laughs> so this is episode 32, guys. Yeah. 032. Uh, we're sorry that we weren't here last week. Brandon was not able to... I was do much of anything nah, last man. week. <laughs> I was hospitalized, guys, for like five days. It sucked. You know, we talked about doing the podcast in the hospital. That's how dedicated we are. <laughs> it was close. It was close. All right. But it was just Brandon was not feeling up to par. <laughs> I'm still kind of on. My appendix kind of exploded. Not really exploded. <sighs> I can't remember what they'd say, but it's not good. There's a hole in it? Yeah. And it's still inside? It's still inside me. <laughs> so gnarly. Oh, shoot, you know me and Cameron McAdoo, we're just right up there with gnarly guys. So. Uh, yeah, I guess you can compare yourself to Cameron. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if his appendix was was ruptured as well at this point. Yeah, that's right, right. You know, uh, you know, all moto guys, we're just tough. You know, Stu Baylor got a big old gash in his side, and Walker Fowler's, you know, he had a little. His bike is bent in half. Yeah, you know. You gotta be tough. Yeah. So hey guys, we is a little bit of a wait, but we got an awesome podcast lined up for you guys. We got a an awesome guest lined up for you guys. Thad Duvall is going to be joining us today. Uh, talk a little bit about racing. Talk a little bit about hunting. Just a good show lined up for today for sure. So uh, we're we're happy to be back and back at it. So uh, first, if this is your first time joining us, thank you for joining the Splitline Offroad Podcast. Uh, you can always find us on Instagram, on Facebook. Make sure you like and subscribe to those two things, as well as our um, Spotify page, uh, so you don't miss miss any shows. Last week was the first week that we've missed a show in thirty two week. weeks. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, uh, we're here every Tuesday, so don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, sign up. Get it with it. Yeah, it's free. Tell your friends, tell your buddies, your moms, your dads. Good stuff. <laughs> so, Brandon, real quick, let's talk uh, some Supercross. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive in that real quick. Get we up. we got pretty much every Atlanta race to cover, uh, but we'll just skim through yeah, it real we'll quick. Um, f- what is your thoughts just – the first thing you think of when I say Atlanta, Supercross, one, two, and three. Um, big crashes, gnarly crashes, and mind-blowing racing. I hope that we never go back to the Georgia Dome. <laughs> really? I loved that track. The, the track is awesome, but like what I was hearing a lot of guys was talking about was like with, that, with like being in that stadium, the fans kind of um, – lose a little bit because the mm-hmm. opening ceremonies aren't as cool and you know pyro and uh and then you're so far away from the track but I the mean, racing was crazy though when you're like us at home watching it on the tv it's not too bad that racing was awesome <laughs> it was for it sure was crazy. um 450 and 250 uh first thing i think of is cameron mcadoo it was kind of the cameron mcadoo show um it was inspiring scary uh gnarly yeah you just showed me the, or you talked about the montage of his wrecks throughout uh, one, two, and three, and dude, there's too many. <laughs> I want to know what kind of milk he's drinking for like the calcium for the strong bones, because uh, I, I want I want on that plan. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you see like later on, like uh, like three fractures or something like that once all the swelling goes insane. down. Insane, insane. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that yeah. was wild. Yeah. That was wild. And then, you know, who would have thought? 
Man, Cooper Webb is yeah. just an animal. Yeah. Did you know Cooper Webb's first name is not really Cooper? That's his middle name. Really? Yeah, I found that on on the uh, Pulp show today. Huh. What yeah. is his first name? I don't know. I forget they what they said. No. They said it. I forget. It's like Ryan or something. Oh. Something not as cool as Cooper. Because oh. we all know Cooper is the coolest <laughs> name there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Man, but speaking of him, man, what a what a freaking show he put on, on at Atlanta 3. He um, came from, what, 12 seconds back after Kenny – that little mishap. And Man, gut-wrenching for Kenny, though. Oh, my goodness. He sh- that was it. It's that, over. It's over. Yeah. It's over after that, unless something unless, insane happens yeah. and Cooper wrecks and doesn't finish the race or whatever. But, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, just uh, looks like um, I would say uh, Cooper, uh, Justin Cooper has got it wrapped up in the 250s, it looks like. Yeah. Unless something crazy like that happens uh, to him. Um Hunter Lawrence was riding great. It was good to see him ride to his full potential. If he stays healthy through outdoors, I think it's going to be a good show for him to put on through the outdoors because that's where he really strives. Um, But uh, everything else. uh, I was listening to uh, another podcast today as well, and they were calling for um, Hunter to win the the outdoor series this year. They were calling for a – um, a Lawrence Brothers showdown. When he when when Hunter's healthy, he's really good outside. He's fast like outdoors. And, and I also heard a little rumor, and I don't know how true this is. And and I, like I said, just a little rumor that someone was saying Forkner might be on a 450 for outdoors. Really? That's what I heard. I feel, I feel like that's a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rumor. Just for outdoors, right? And then it, going back down to two fifties for not really sure. Hmm. You know, if he goes out because he could, right? He could go to four fifty yeah. for the outdoors and then go back down to yeah, two fifty. Christian, Christian Craig does it every time. year for the past six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so you ready to go talk and, GNCC? Work uh, quick. Oh, uh, uh, Caleb Russell. Uh, it's a bummer oh. for him, man. Uh, it, it sounded like he was getting it. Getting it done, getting the setup done, and had a big crash at Paula. That was scary too. And, uh, yeah, that um, happened Tuesday as well because I remember you know yeah. I was looking at all the McAdoo stuff and then saw that come across and that's just that's gut-wrenching, that's gut wrenching. You know, he was really putting himself in a good position. Um, seemed like he's in good spirits and ready to get back at it as soon as he can, but uh, broken ribs, broken jaw. Oh, the jaw thing. It sounds. <sighs> painful it does sound painful that's a wired your jaw like listen i was just on clear wick liquids and i couldn't imagine my jaw being oh no Mm -mm. that's just brutal that's so shout out hopefully he heals up fast and uh, gets back out there and represents the gncc nation role on the meadow side yeah for sure so we ready to go gncc racing oh we're ready man all right let's go one more time union county are you ready to go gncc racing Seconds. And row number one, the XC1 Pro will be off and rolling at the Dunlop Tires Tiger Run GNCC. A great jump off the line for Thad Duvall. Carries hmm. it through the first Speaking turn. of Thad. <laughs> Speaking of Thad, let's get him on the line. Let's get him on the line, man. Pulling the whole shot and everything. Yeah. And then coming on split line. That'd be awesome. we got some good racing to talk about there as well. Yeah. Quad and, and bikes. Yeah, uh, for sure. Bryson Neal. Cole Richardson and Walker Fowler got it done uh, for the podium on the quads uh, Saturday. And then Sunday, Stu Baylor. Oh, yeah, man, it's getting, yeah. it's getting scary. Yeah. Was that three in a row for Stu? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Did you see the uh, 
that ginger beard guy oh, uh, riding on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger Billy. <laughs> ginger Billy, that's yeah, it. Yeah, he, um, he was like the star of the show. Man. Oh, yeah. They had him on the uh, the Racer TV broadcast and – and he got the ride on the back with Stu. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to get him to go out to Indiana. Uh, for, I saw that and ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah he so. says he'll he said he's going to show Walker Fowler how to ride a how to ride a Yamaha. <laughs> Good luck to him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Stu Brother took the win. Our buddy Ricky Russell, Russell, yeah, back on the podium. That's awesome to see yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. I saw his post today where he said it's exactly 11 months since he uh, had that really scary injury that put him in the hospital. And they told him that he wouldn't be racing again or shouldn't be racing again. And now he's back, you know, he's pushing his way back to the front. How this it's an awesome inspirational story. And then uh, rounding out your podium, Ben Kelly. Yeah. Um, he didn't seem too thrilled to be finishing third. No, no. I, I think especially with Stu finishing first. first he yeah. knows Stu's coming. Yeah, there's only a ten point gap now. That's and, insane with, and still with Stu missing a whole race. So with Stu missing a whole race. Yeah. We were worried that he'd be out of the championship yeah. and now he's back in it. Yeah. 10 points down before so. the, even halfway through the season yeah so it's, it's gonna be interesting yeah he's 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 gonna be a force to be reckoned with that's for sure so i'm excited to see uh this season as it's as it keeps going but uh let's get our featured guest on the line and he and hear what he has to say i'm sure nobody wants to hear us talk no. especially when that's coming on huh? that's for sure <laughs> all right all right, guys, as promised thad duvall is joining the podcast uh hey thad we appreciate you coming on buddy yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, pretty cool to see some uh, good old local boys uh, get a podcast going. Yeah. yeah, man, we've been doing this for thirty-two weeks, weeks. now. Yeah. So, and we've been yeah. going, we going, we've been going pretty hard, pretty straight with it. So it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. We never on. really <laughs> thought it would take off like it has, but here we are. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah, it seems like it's doing pretty good for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So. What everybody wants to hear Thad talk about, you know, we're going to talk about the nitty-gritty stuff here. <laughs> so, today's opening day of turkey season. <laughs> how'd, yeah. you, how'd you do, Thad? Uh, pretty good, actually. We got home at like 3 o'clock last night from uh, the Big Buck GNCC, and I got home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to go to sleep. I'm just going to make some... Uh, Make some breakfast here. I made breakfast, started watching some turkey hunting. The next thing I know, it was like 5.30, and I'm like, all right, it's time to go hunting. So never even uh, got any sleep, just went out this morning and uh, actually connected on one. So it was a pretty good morning, and it was worth staying up, I guess. You can say, say that. <laughs> Dude, that's dedication. That's dedication, <laughs> yeah. getting off the road at 3 o'clock and then going turkey hunting at 5.30. Yeah. Yeah, so it was good. I feel bad for the turkey because it kind of got some frustration from me from yesterday so uh yeah <laughs> i got the pull i got the pull the trigger on something so it was pretty good oh, man. i'm sure yeah sure. <laughs> yeah for sure so uh well, yeah we know that you're a big uh outdoors man i always uh enjoy seeing all the man you've been putting down some big bucks the past few years and and turkey almost or every year so yeah you've been yeah it's just um yeah it's like my getaway from racing i don't know it just seems like um racing's 24 7 and you know this is kind of like my escape to get away from racing and um it's just nice some sometimes just to go hunting and, and not think about racing and think about the, the weekend or whatever just kind of clear the mind and restart for the week and have some fun yeah. now you get a lot of hunting done over in ohio as well right yeah actually i'm pretty fortunate um where i'm at in west virginia i live on right on the ohio river and um uh, luckily enough a couple families let me hunt their farms and I have like 
um, a couple of different farms, um, almost probably almost 2000 acres worth of hunting. So I'm pretty fortunate and lucky and, uh, yeah, get to, get to put down some really big deer, um, was, uh, was chasing a deer this year that I think went like two twelve or something like that. Oh my but, uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I literally spent my whole summer on this deer, like just everything started putting cameras out and I think like May, like just did it by the book and um i guess he ended up getting killed like the first day of, first day of bow season and i had no idea so i ended up hunting him like the next two months oh like, no put, put all my time into this deer and he wasn't even wasn't even alive oh so, no that's terrible <laughs> yeah so it was uh yeah for i i mean i did i did kill a really big deer and i, I was super happy with him but just how the story kind of went just kind of almost kind of a crappy year too so just that deer ended up getting killed and then i had another deer that i was really interested in and he ended up shedding his horns like december 14th so he was like my yeah he was like my number two deer and then um i cut i was like i couldn't catch a break and then i literally a deer that i ended up shooting um i it was the first evening i ever hunted the deer and i ended up making it happen so that's that was a cool story for sure that, yeah, that's, there, just that deer. that's cool i was gonna say don't tell me you like uh were hunting for that other buck and ended up passing on like a 180 to holding uh, out for him and he was dead already <laughs> that'd be a terrible that, that story was, that, well that was that was like the thing is like i was pretty much putting all my effort into this deer that was already dead and <laughs> i kept having all these really big deer on camera and my dad's like, you're so stupid. Just go hunt, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I like, I, I don't want to like, cause I know if like one of these really good deer come in, it's going to be hard to pass. And, um, I never even really hunted till, um, really hard till the, maybe the middle of December. I had to go to California for two weeks to test. And I told my dad, I'm like, Hey, when I come back, if that deer's not back, like I'm going to hunt a different deer. And I came back like December 15th, still had no pictures of the deer. And then I think I ended up killing the deer I killed like December 17th. So it was a, it was a cool story. And then I'm like halfway through middle of January training in Florida. And I get a phone call from my buddy and it's like, Hey, uh, that really big deer you were hunting has been dead since the first day of bow season. And I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So I got, he like sent me a bunch of pictures and I was like sick to my stomach. Just like, I don't know, just a lot of effort went into that deer not to even like yeah like see him like i don't know so literally i was hunting a ghost all year long oh Oh, man (laughs) i I can kind of relate we uh my uh other buddy um we were hunting a buck that was a public land buck and we ended up getting his sheds from the year before and he was like his sheds were like uh like 165 ish and for west virginia (laughs) public land that's giant. Yeah. Yes, huge <laughs> ten point, and um, <clears throat> he disappeared after the first day of uh, bow season the next year, and never we never got another picture, never seen any type of sign from him again. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. At least you got closure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I, that's what. Like when I left to go to Florida, I'm like, all right, like is this deer still alive? Like, like I started hunting this deer in um 2019 i got a picture of him like december 15th and then i hunted like every day after that for a while and then i think between me my dad and another buddy we did like 24 miles looking for his sheds on just this one farm we never found his shed so um 
coming to last year, I knew he would like be there. And I, I, we went out, I put up cameras and he was like the very first deer I had. And it was probably like the middle of maybe June, I'd say. And he was probably already like one seventies. And I was like, I was blown away by how big this deer was. Like, yeah, I think that, I think there ended up being like twenty seven scoreable points on the deer. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Man. it was. Uh, yeah, I'd have been sick like to my one, stomach too on that one. <laughs> once in a life, once in a lifetime deal for sure. So oh, I'll probably never sure. have another deer like it, but. It was fun while it lasted for sure. I don't know, man. I've seen some of the bucks that you've killed, and it, 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 yeah, they're they grow them pretty good over there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's like I, I, very fortunate, and you know, just uh, I got to get my dad to get his finger off the trigger on some of the younger deer. So. <laughs> he 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 always says, "I'm just a good old Western Indian boy that just likes to shoot deer." And I'm like, "Yeah," I was like. Just come on, like let him go one more year, and then I finally, I finally got him to pass on some really good deer last year too, and he ended up killing one of his biggest deer too. So yeah, I saw that a, as well. That's awesome. It was a pretty good deer. We killed. So I have a really high taxidermist bill. Uh, should be showing up <laughs> soon. So you, uh, you need to get I a taxidermist sponsor. I better start getting on the podium at the races. The yeah. There you go. Just talk to a taxidermist and have them put their decal on the bike. And, yeah, uh, sure. I know that's what I need to do. Like advertise and maybe get a discount yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah I, I don't have that problem i i uh... <laughs> hey but... last year's like i we had a really good year i i killed my biggest west virginia deer and then i um killed one of i mean a really good ohio deer it's just it was a really good year for sure you know what's cool brandon is in fact you may not remember this but <clears throat> it has been several years ago uh, I just was seeing all this stuff from Ohio, and I actually messaged that. He didn't know me or anything. I messaged that on Facebook, and I was like, hey, tell me about this Ohio hunting thing. <laughs> and him and I talked for like several days uh, about hunting Ohio publicly, and I still haven't done it, but uh, he was giving me pointers and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty well, cool. <laughs> I, I had a really good farm um, up till last year that bordered a bunch of public, and Actually, some of the I had two of the probably the biggest deer up till last year I've had on camera, and they would always come off public. And like, I that's to me, that's just crazy. Like, I don't understand how deer can get like that with that much pressure. But I maybe where I was at, it didn't get a lot because it's kind of, um, it was almost it's weird because Ohio, you think of Ohio being crop fields and and flat but like where this farm was it was super mountainous reminds me of kind of like lower west virginia a little bit mountain right box. so um yeah i think i maybe told you where where it was around and yeah everything. yeah you, yeah you did tell me about that yeah so i'm still gonna I, get out there one day just not yeah yet. <laughs> I, I mean i i enjoy just like i enjoy helping people like I, I mean now i got a little boy coming up i'm excited for him to hunt and then my wife she's she's really into hunting with me and um yeah, it's it's cool for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> hey, now, quick question: Do you is everything preset? Or are we doing any running gun type stuff for deer? Um, pretty much everything's preset. Um, kind of. I I mean, I almost. It sounds. I know some people like disagree, but I almost like build a story with deer. Like I, I like to learn them. I like to just figure them out like that's i i enjoy that like i enjoy watching deer grow up being like oh this deer's two and a half this deer's three like i want to see what he becomes and right, um, right most of it most of it's just preset for me but like every now and then um 
I, I'll pick up a new farm, and it, if I believe it's good, then I'll kind of run and gun on it a little bit. But most of it's just preset. Like, um, do we have a saddle like have in the arsenal story. yet? No, I, <laughs> no, I have never done that. I there's only been a couple times I've really had a hang and hunt. And, oh, okay, um, okay. <laughs> I I don't know. Like it's it's tough for me because like a lot of the farms were. I'm at like a hanging hut's kind of tough. Like I, I'm not real sure, but right, right. Um, I jumped on the same the saddle bandwagon like two years ago, and yeah. uh, I what last year I did not sit in the same tree twice, and uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I just bounced. I mean, I may have been with an eyesight of a of a tree. Yeah, I, I got caught up with all that hunting public stuff. Those guys and how they hunt, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I tried to do what they do and doesn't really work that great for me but i try <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah those guys are i'm obsessed with those guys I, I i enjoy watching those guys how their process is and yeah they're uh they're gnarly for sure i've learned a ton from them <laughs> yeah i'm the same like turkey hunting like i i have a whole new thing like i rarely use a decoy anymore and you know i kind of like sit on the back side of, a, side of a knoll to get the turkey to come up over the knoll like yeah. i've learned a lot like it's cool <laughs> So much stuff that they talk about is just like common sense that you didn't realize. And I was like, oh, man, that it does make sense that a turkey would come yeah. over and old to be looking for you. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah, like why, why didn't I think of this like last year when I was freaking hunting this turkey? Like, yeah, just common sense stuff. So. Brandon's yeah. over here is like, when are we going to talk about the racing, yeah, man? man? Yeah. Talk about <laughs> racing, yeah. man. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about racing. Let's talk about that whole shot. Yeah, dude, you yeah. rocketed out of there. <laughs> so it was funny because um, the race was super dry and dusty. So I'm like, all right, like, I want to get a good start. And um, I was like, jo me and my wife were joking, like, we kind of thought about it. Like, every time I've got a whole shot, like, something has happened during the race. So I'm like, oh, man. So I, like, ripped the whole shot. I'm like, all right, this is sick. Like, I'm out front, blah, blah, blah. I'm like gone. Um, I think Stu and Ricky had got by me a little bit. They were gone. And then I just, I remember going around a turn, like going up a hill, my bike just shut off. And I'm like, what in the world? And I looked down and I hear I had ripped, somehow I had ripped my fuel line off and broke the, the like the adapter piece. So oh, yeah. Where the filter goes. I'm like, in. yep. I'm like, all right. Like, well, that's, that's a good brace to come back to. So <laughs> luckily we got it fixed and I end up, um, getting some riding in and stuff but yeah it was uh it was a mess first race back for sure <laughs> yeah how did it feel to be back did, you, did was it nice getting back and getting back into the swing of things did you feel good on the bike yeah um i i, I felt ready to coming in I, i'm not still not quite 100 percent from the crash and um i i did notice yesterday my shoulder was a little weak but um i other than that i felt good like the ribs back everything um just this was like, I, I've been through quite a few injuries and th this last injury was, was probably one of the toughest ones for me. Just, I, I was never comfortable. I was always in a lot of pain and, um, I, I had broke my collarbone before, um, and, but I didn't get it plated, but this one I got plated, but it was a pretty significant break. It kind of splintered. It was pretty like off the end of my shoulder and how they had to put the plates in and the doctor said hey it's gonna be pretty painful for a couple weeks and I kind of brushed it off because I feel like I'm pretty good with with adapting to pain but this was tough man that was some of the the toughest recovery weeks for me to come back from an injury and um yeah it felt it felt good just to be back racing I, I 
just been tired of sitting at home watching everybody race except for me. <laughs> oh man, I'm yeah. sure. And then I remember opening round, um, and you got second in that race. And uh, what I thought was so cool about that race in particular was during the podium interview, he was like, "Nah, second is all right." Like you could tell, <laughs> like you know, oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's ready. <laughs> Yeah, just being at Caleb's and being on that program, I, I felt like I was more than ready to come back and be that number one guy. Like, I didn't just bust my butt for two months to come right around it in second and third. And, um, you know, with Caleb now going, I felt like I was, like, the second in line to start winning these races. And um, Big Buck went good. Just It was a good, it was a good start of the year for sure. And, um, yeah, then the very next weekend kind of snowballed down a little bit. So, we're getting back. We're I'm back home now. I've been down in North Carolina, so I'm back home now and um, looking to get back to it and, and get back to 100% for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was pretty uh, pretty rough there coming through. But uh, um, how was the track like uh, down there in South Carolina for some of the people that wasn't there? Um, I know it was dusty for sure, but uh, th- how was the layout and stuff? Um, actually it was, it was really well. They did a really good job of changing the track from round one to round five now. And, um, I thought they, they put a lot of time in, cut a lot of new stuff and it was definitely polar opposite from round one. Round one was wet and super ruddy and and pretty technical. And I felt like this round was like fast, dry, um, just kind of, you had to find that fine edge of where you wanted to push and, if you push too much, I feel like the track would have bit you pretty good. And I think it did bite a couple guys yesterday. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot different than, than round one. And I thought they did a really good job, um, for this round making a change. So I'm excited to be at Ironman two times and then John Penton two times. Cause I, I feel like if they do put that kind of effort into those two rounds again, it'll be, it'll just, it, it'll feel like two separate places for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, so like you're, I know you're coming back from injury and you know, you're kind of, what's your like goal for the rest of the year? Is, your, is it just to build yourself back up and then start getting podiums or, and then race um, wins or? Yeah. I mean, race wins is the ultimate goal for sure. <laughs> but I know like how, where I'm at now, I, I, I mean, I, I want to say I can win, but I know I'm, I'm not quite a hundred percent and can't really ride that fine edge yet. But, um, you know, I, I feel like, these next couple of weeks are going to be pretty important to be back to a hundred percent. And I feel like the next couple of races coming up are, are some of my, um, I wouldn't say favorite races, but I, I enjoy them a lot. And I feel like I ride pretty, pretty well at them. So, um, definitely I want to be a podium guy. And then if I'm there for the win, that's, that's just a bonus, but you know, maybe two or three races down the road when, when I'm back to a hundred percent and really back on the program, then yeah, nothing less than a win for sure. So you talked earlier about uh, training with um, uh, training with Caleb down at his place, and I remember in the winter time, uh, I forget when it was, but I, I was go- I was scrolling through Instagram, and your story and Caleb's story on Instagram was like side by side, and I just was scrolling through. And it looked like you guys had the exact same picture of a section. It was before you guys announced that you were training together. Yeah, and I sent the pictures to Brandon. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Wait a second, what's going yeah, on the, here?" The, the sand rollers. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I knew I wasn't the only one to catch that, and I'm sure yeah. other people already probably knew about that. But that was a pretty uh, insane move, and um, it was awesome to see. Really, I was like really excited when I saw that you guys were training together. 
yeah it was uh it, it's been awesome um you know i i growing up uh, i don't think a lot of people knew that me and caleb were best friends from probably the time of six years old to probably 16 or 17 and then just kind of started racing each other and things went different ways and um so we we always had a good relationship growing up and um yeah just uh i come back from knee injury last year and i felt like i wasn't quite where i needed to be physically and um just kind of approached him at the at the last race and he he's kind of mentioned me coming down before but i'm like i'm not gonna train with you like well i'm not doing that and um yeah just kind of I felt like it was the right decision and, and, and the end result, I, I feel like it was like, I feel like, you know, coming into this year, I was stronger than ever. And I felt like I was riding really well and just being with him, seeing his program and, um, just him helping me with, with bike set up. And, um, you can always learn. Like, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm getting better as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm still getting better with bike and bike set up and bike control and, um, yeah, I think I think I broke the internet when I posted that we were working together, and I think uh, a lot of I had a lot of calls. That's for sure. I think I had a lot of people worried, and um, yeah, it sucks that I got hurt for sure. But um, yeah, we still got what seven more months to go, so we can uh, we can crank out some wins um, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I I mean, once you get back, and you know, I don't see no reason why you couldn't be up on the podium and then also be on top of the box. I mean. You know, you were a big championship uh, contender in our book uh, coming into the season. So, get back up there, and I'm I'm sure you can do it. Yeah, it was funny because, like, I I think um, it it had my wife tore up. That was I was just kind of like a wild card coming into the year, and just kind of flying under the radar. And to come out and get second at the first race, I think I kind of opened up a lot of eyes and. yeah, I want to come back from this injury and, and crank off some wins, and um, don't really know though of my future yet. So just kind of, I want to go out to these races and just give it my all, and never give up, and um, just keep chugging along, man. I, I'm enjoying racing right now. I feel like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 31 now, but I feel like I still have a couple of good years in me, and um, just having a lot of fun right now. Just being at the races with Jacoby and. and um, being being i feel like the best i can be on a bike right now and just keep on building from that yeah i was going to ask you about that it's awesome seeing all the things about uh that you have going on with your son with the stasic races and and all that (laughs) stuff like does that do you feel like that brings your fire uh for racing up another level like just being like being it to where you know, your son's going to be getting to the age to where he remembers his dad yeah. racing, and that's got to be a really cool uh, feeling to have. Yeah, 100%. It, it brings the fire. That's why, like, it makes me feel like, hey, like, I want to do this a couple more years. Like, I want him to see the success I have from it. So maybe then down the road when days are tough for him, like, he'll be like, oh, like, I remember, like, the tough days for my dad. Like, I – that he definitely brings more fire to it for me, for sure. Like I want him to be able to enjoy the success just with me. Like growing up, like my dad raced professionally quads and, you know, when he was on the podium, I remember holding the trophy on the podium next to, next to him and everything. And, um, I just remember how much joy I got out of it. So I want him to have the same. And, um, 
yeah, I, I, I enjoy it more with him a hundred percent than it did the last couple of years. Now he's getting older. He's, he's understanding more and, um, he's obsessed with bikes and racing and, um, hunting. And, uh, I got very, me and Maggie got very fortunate with him. He, he really enjoys everything, um, we enjoy. And I, I couldn't be happier with, with him for sure. And, um, yeah, he's uh he's a little crazy bugger, man. He's <laughs> he's wide open all day, every day. So he uh it, it's been crazy because we've literally been living in a camper for like the last four months. Um, so it's just watching him grow the last four months and, and being with Caleb's little boy crew. He's five, so Jacoby's two, going on five, and um, yeah, it's been cool watching him progress, and um, I'm excited just to keep. I guess keep watching him progress on the state six and um, shoot. It won't be very long. I feel like he's going to be on a dirt bike. So yeah. no doubt. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe I can buy him, like I said, golf clubs or something. It'll be really good at golf. He can pay my bills when he gets older. Yeah. You're right. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Do you, you, do you want him to follow your footsteps or do you want him to play golf? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter. Just, but like, just watching him now, like I'm doomed. Like he is obsessed with dirt bikes, so I don't think there's another <laughs> another path he's gonna take from now on for sure. It's crazy, man. Like being a dad, uh, you know, Brandon and I are both in the same situation. Both of our boys are four. Well, Brandon's just turned it's five, five yeah. and um, you know, Nolan, my son, he has he has a Stasic as well, but he also has a P Dub. And every time I put him on that P-Dub, my heart just starts pounding. I'm like, God, that yeah. P-Dub's so freaking huge for him. <laughs> yeah. Try to put him on a Cobra Yeah, it's Jr. like – Yeah. <laughs> I was like – we were sitting on the line the other day at the Stasic race, and I'm like – I felt like my heart rate was like higher just getting ready for him to race than it was for me sitting on the line. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I've not I've not got a chance to take Nolan out to the Stasic races yet at the GNCC. How do those things run? Do they like have classes or do they just kind of is it a free for all? No, they have they have um I think they actually might have had three races at the Big Buck or at over the weekend. I know um they have like uh two races like which is the 12-inch which is the littler ones, and then the 16-inch with the bigger ones, and they split them up. And um, yeah, now there's getting to be so many kids that they're actually having to make the course a little longer. And um, I think they had to split up like the three races at the last last weekend. So it's cool to watch it grow, man. And the kids are crazy; they're just wide <laughs> yeah. open, full bore. It's uh, no it's fear, cool man. to see just um, yeah how little the kids are, and I feel like the Stasics really progress like um help kids progress into like the pw version and or whatever so uh, <laughs> i think that, i think the stasic has, has helped a bunch in the sport for sure oh uh, yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure it's it's so awesome to see and we have a little pump track um in my backyard and my son will be riding it and i'll see him like waving and then like pretend like he's talking I'm like what are you doing bud <laughs> yeah. he's like i'm racing and i'm like yeah. oh yeah i'm like who are you racing and this is hilarious he was like i'm racing ken roxon uh <laughs> Adam McGill and Thad Duvall. <laughs> I love it. And that's like, cool. I was like, that's awesome. I was like, did you win? He's like, of course I won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why anything with Jacoby, I won, I won, I won, yeah. I won. Wait till so, they start no, jumping. Cool. Wait till they start jumping, yeah. guys. Mine, mine's starting to flirt with the – we've been going out to some MX tracks, and he's starting to send the P-Dub and the Cobra a little bit. So it's yeah. <laughs> the heart starts really pumping a little bit. Like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's crazy. I uh, I get that way now with him just on the stasic. The other day he was flying across the yard and he hit a hole and crashed so hard. Like, I didn't even think he was gonna get up. <laughs> screaming, crying. I'm like running across the yard, and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, this kid's hurt!" Like <laughs> he's like screaming and crying. I like pick the bike up, and he like rips it out of my hand, like gets on it and starts riding it again, like still screaming. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> go for it, bud." Like, okay. We call that the gamer macker dude these days. So, oh Yo, god, my gosh, dude, <laughs> dude so, made a rubber. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that later in the podcast, but let's just jump to that now. What, what in the heck, dude? Did what did you think about that? Like, just every time he hit the ground, the guy's like made of rubber bands and gum. It looks, like. dude. I thought I had bad luck. Holy moly! <laughs> I like, man, that guy. After watching his crash the night he wrecked, like, so he wrecked it real bad on Tuesday night. Yes, and. I was, we were watching it on the Peacock app. So, like, during the commercials, you can, like, still hear people talking. Yeah. And, um, there was, like, during a commercial, and you could hear him talking to the medic. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to race. And we all, like, looked at each other and was like, we all looked at each other and was like, is that him talking about how he's going to race? Like, all this stuff. And, they come back on and he's, like, lining up the race. And we're all like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> This dude just died. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm blown away. Like that guy, he, he's tough, man. I, jeez, Louise. I thought sure he tough. sent it. I thought he sent it off that bridge from like the camera angle, like from the original shot. I thought Yo, he went yeah. over the bridge like, off the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like you know, you talk about hearing him talk and and saying, oh, "I'm I'm good, I'm good." And then then darn near rips the whole shot. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was just riding out of his mind that first half until the until like the uh, I think the, the pain. first five laps I felt like I was gonna have like a panic attack like watching it like yeah. my heart was like coming out of my chest like oh my gosh kid like calm down like calm down I was screaming he, in the house I was like oh my yeah. god go <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he crashed this Saturday in practice like again like super gnarly yeah, yeah. off that yeah. Uh, I don't just know a, what he was thinking. He came up a little short, and then he like yeah. sent it over the triple. I was like, "Oh god!" Oh well, my gosh, dude. <laughs> well, he talked about like how his legs were hurt really bad, and like he couldn't squeeze the bike. And do you think yeah, that may it. have been what it was? Yeah, for sure. Like I, I thought about that just being kind of like how I am, a little hurt, being a little weak. Like I noticed, like sometimes when I hit like the rear yesterday, I kind of got a little, a squirrelish from like I'm like, wow, that's probably because I'm still a little weak. So. That's what I was thinking, like him casing that little triple shouldn't have been nothing, but I say where he's probably hurt and a little weak and kind of caught him off guard a little bit. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, if you would go down and look at like, you know, Supercross all-time crashes, like he has two of them within four days. <laughs> I'm telling you, like that's probably one of the worst, like Tuesday night was probably one of the worst crashes I've ever seen. That, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. <laughs> it's scary, dude. He's really good about limping his body up like a drunk driver or something. That's the only know, thing I can think man. of. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd freaking drink like a 24-pack before that race or something. Maybe, maybe that's his secret. <laughs> maybe that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's funny. So looking into the next uh, – into the upcoming GNCC, uh, GNCC schedule – 
what is the tracks that you're most looking forward to? Is it Snowshoe? Is it the John Penton? Like, what tracks do you feel like you're, you know, excited to get to and, and see what you can do? Um, definitely the John Penton, just because I feel like um, it's a home race for me. I'm only 45 minutes from there, and um, really similar to my house. And it seems like the last couple of years I've had some really good rides there, been able to uh, get some wins and, um, you know, for as bad as snowshoe has been the last couple of years, I always really look forward to that race. I enjoy that place. Um, I enjoy how technical and how kind of separates people there. And, um, yeah, just honestly, the next couple of races I'm really looking forward to, I'm, I'm looking forward to being at Ironman in, in May. I feel like the dirt there is going to be, it should be really good. Um, it should be, it probably be going to be dry and dusty, but, um, <laughs> I, I just, it's kind of curious. Like I'm curious to see how it's going to be in May. Um, where's how's the track going to be? Cause uh, I'm sure they're going to have corn planted in the ground by then. Like you'd think, yeah. um, but I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the next couple. I probably John Penton more than the others. And, um, you know, I, I like, I like the high point race. Um, honestly, I enjoy the next couple races and that's what I, I kind of got the mindset. Like, Hey, like the next couple races coming up, like we should be back to hundred percent. Like there shouldn't be, no question you should be a podium guy at the next couple races and, and um you know a couple races i feel like i should be the guy the guy to beat for sure yeah hey uh, i know you did some time over and did some works uh series races out there out the out we california out, yeah california out there yeah what's the difference between their races and like like you know i know that's like more like their gncc stuff compared yeah to, you know what's that like uh, um well just so you know at a gncc i don't know your average your average speed for three hours will be 17 16 we'll go we'll go 16 miles an hour to like maybe 18 miles an hour and then like a couple of the works i've done my average speed's been like 40 miles an hour whoa okay yeah (laughs) so like that's just to put it in justice like how much faster it is but like that's that's their guys series like that's what they're comfortable at like i think um i raced uh glenn helen works maybe two years ago over summer break and i think i hit like 108 on my like 108 miles an hour on my watch really yes like (laughs) i remember i remember practicing and my bike wasn't fast enough. Like I was literally looking for like seventh gear. Like, <laughs> holy crap! <laughs> yeah, scary. Oh my fast. god! I did not realize you guys hit speeds like that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, like that. Their their races are tough. Like I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. You know, you you, you see the series and you're like, oh, like man, that looks kind of boring. Like they just ride around the desert, but like going there and and doing it like i'm like whole new justice like those guys are are gnarly dudes like um totally different bikes set up from because you have they're going at speeds like we never like i never see like that's it but like i honestly enjoyed it because it got me out of my comfort zone it was something Mm -hmm. different it was something new like something i wanted to try to learn and i that was like um you know that was the plan one year was to race the work series and but um, I had broke my wrist the, the year prior and I wasn't quite, um, healed up for the first two rounds. So I missed them. So then I kind of just bounced back and forth and, um, you know, I raced a couple and actually, 
I wouldn't even say the two that I won were really works. They were they were works, but they were in Washington State, like okay. super hit like hilly tree like this. Like it was just literally just like racing on the East Coast. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. Um, I ended up I won those two, so that was kind of cool. But like I like I never I wouldn't count them as like a true West Coast race just because it was more kind of East Coast style. So. Um, you know, I had a couple good rides at the other fast ones. I think I got a couple of fours and, um, had some good rides, but I never made it on the podium, but man, those races are, are gnarly. They're just as fast as you want to go. Super rough. <laughs> and honestly, scary. Like it was pretty scary. No, like, looking, at, I couldn't imagine. looking at it now, I'm like, what was I even thinking? <laughs> yeah. Making them one little mistake and, on, and then you're on the ground and at, oh, at that speed, like, it's just bad. At yeah. those speeds, are you like drafting? <laughs> yeah, I'm like full tuck, like as fast as I can go, like very fast. Wow, that's that's awesome. That's insane. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, scary for sure. Yeah, that's a bucket <laughs> yeah, list. Just go out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. No. Might be a bucket list because you might not come back. <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> yeah, shoot, for sure. Awesome, oh, shoot. So, hey, Thad, we won't keep you on too long. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and joining us today. Um, but uh, we got a question before we let anybody go. Um, uh, if you had to pick one fast food and one uh, candy. candy, yeah, for the rest of your life, and that's all you could eat as far as fast food and candy goes, what would it be? Um, fast food would be, uh, there's a, like, there's a place down South called PDQ. It's, it's almost like a Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's it's the same thing, but it's just kind of like a Southern thing. Um, I would, I would have to pee. It would, that would have to be it. PDQ. Like that's hands down, like my best favorite fast food restaurant. I've never heard of that one. I'll have to check. I know (laughs) if you're down South, you got to hit a PDQ. How far South do we got to (laughs) go? North Carolina. Okay. Okay. That's That's not bad. bad. And then, um, candy would be sweet tarts. Nice. Okay. That's that's the first one for us. We've been typically like Chick-fil-A and Reese's. Like that's like the Reese's cups. I'm not a big Reese's fan. I, I like, I mean, I like chocolate, but sweet tarts are sweet tarts are my go-to. Like after a GNCC, like the first thing I get at the gas station is a box of sweet tarts. Nice. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, another question is that we don't typically ask everybody. How many Turkey tags are we planning on filling this year? (laughs) Um, Six. Six. Okay, so two Ohio, two West Virginia, and then hopefully two PA. Okay, okay. I didn't know you go up that far north. That's how yep. far? How far? How close are you to PA? It's not too. Um, the farm that I hunt up there takes me about two hours and ten minutes to get to. Do you ever? Do you ever public land hunt turkey? Um. Yeah, actually, I have. Only I've only done it in Ohio just because um like that farm i had was close to public and stuff and um i just west virginia there's not a lot of public land around me in west virginia so it's kind of tough to get to and um there was uh the public ground in west virginia it was really known for people cutting off your cadillac converters oh oh (laughs) okay one of those places (laughs) we we got we understand yeah so i think like last year, they took like twelve of them off these public hunters. Like they cut them, clear off their vehicles. Nice. So I've always been kind of nervous to go out there, but um, I've always like I would I would if I had the opportunity, I would I would definitely try public land for sure. Just I like that challenge for sure. We need to try to collab with uh, 
the hunting public when we can get them to West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, it's funny because one of the episodes last year, they were in West Virginia, and I'm pretty sure they were in Elkins. Elkins. Yep, yeah. I had it yep. figured out. You know what the funny thing is? is like I I, uh, I saw, was it Zach's um, Instagram story, and he was at he was at a Wendy's. and uh, They're in Elkins. <laughs> yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yes. He was at the Wendy's in Elkins, and I was like, wait a second, I know where that's at. And yeah. then I told my wife, I was like, I think they're in West Virginia. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I, I was hoping that they would hit Stonewall Jackson Lake because that's kind of really, really close to where I live. And yeah. uh, when I saw there in Elkins, I was like, man, is this stalker of me to, like, go down there? And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, watched the episode, and I, like, had to rewind a couple times because I'm like, oh, like, I know where that – that's Elkins. Like, I know – I've seen that driving a snowshoe. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, and um, I have a buddy who lives over in Elkins, and he's taking – he, like, takes his trout fishing all the time. And a couple of, like – the mountain roads like we've taken i'm pretty sure like they were taken in their videos yeah. that sounds so creepy like it does doesn't it stalker, <laughs> dude. i bet you those guys run into that stuff all the time to, oh yeah even more sure. than like, they admit because like yeah i remember i was watching them when they only had like like i remember watching them when they were part of the uh uh midwestern white Tail. yes yeah and then as soon as they made their channel i was like one of the first you know subscribers and yeah. then from there, I can't believe – I've never seen a page blow up like they blew up. I know. It's crazy. It's like – but I, I'm like – I like I like it. I enjoy them. Like I buy the hunting public clothes. Like Oh, I, yeah, me too. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, like they got a good thing. Like hats off to them for sure. For so. sure. I was at a WVU football game. Uh, it wouldn't have been last year, it been two years ago. And I was wearing my hunting public hat and this guy came up to me, to me and he was like, dude, hunting public. And I was like, yeah, it's like a brotherhood, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's like, I, uh, I wore like the sweatshirt out in Florida, like living down there and like people have been like, Oh, the hunting public. I love them guys. Well, oh, and I'll talk. And then like, even in North Carolina, like I've been stopped before and that's cool. Like hunting's hunting's big like right now it, it that's that's cool to see yeah it's cool it's it's cool to finally see uh like um videoed hunting be look like something that people like normal people can relate to so that's yeah what's cool. for sure like that's i think that's where they get their audience from like how they get people so into it is like they're just like they're just good old boys like us like they just enjoy hunting like yeah killing turkeys like that's what they do like yeah so. yeah like that midwest whitetail stuff where those guys now don't be wrong those videos are awesome too but it's kind of unattainable <laughs> with with those thousand acre farms and like planting yeah. insane plots and yeah i was just like god i don't have that much time <laughs> yeah these guys are going on public land that i'm sure is pressured to crap and back so oh yeah that's cool yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, Thad, we won't keep you long. We won't keep you on any longer. We appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, hanging yeah, out with thanks. us. And uh, we look forward to having you on again sometime soon. Uh, uh, maybe after a win this season, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe after a couple more turkeys and a win, we'll get we'll uh, do some talking. There Sounds we go, man. Good, man. All right, buddy. We appreciate you coming on, man. All right, thanks, man. Good luck hunting. All right, Thank thanks you, you too, buddy. We'll see, you, man. All right, later. All right, guys. That was uh, XC1 Pro, avid turkey and deer hunter, <laughs> Thad Duvall. Uh, we appreciated his time coming wonder, on here. And, I wonder if him and Stu ever get together and uh, do some we asked bow, that. bow fishing. It just popped in my mind, you know.
Thad looks like he would, or Thad sounds like he would enjoy some good bow fishing. Yeah. I don't know. Stu, maybe, Stu maybe has not. some, has some, uh, always has some issues down there. He might not want to <laughs> hang out with them. <laughs> did you see, speaking of Stu having issues, did you see where, uh, <laughs> I guess they were driving down the road and it looked like the tra- the uh, boat trailer came off. <laughs> The boat trailer came off the oh, truck, geez. and they had to like go down and off the road and like dig the because the trailer like the trailer hitch like dug down yeah. into the ground. Oh Jesus! And then his truck ran out of gas. Oh man, dude, Stu Baylor is the one of the best <laughs> Instagram follows that I've ever yeah. seen. It's it's awesome. I tell you what, speaking of Stu, what about the uh, bottleneck live um, quote he gave to him when uh, Mikey Wayne's asked him. Uh, before the race, he's like, you know, how you feeling? He's like, all piss excellence, yeah. that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke up this morning and I pissed excellence. And then I was just like, and then he goes out and wins. I was like, this is awesome. Dude, he's, <laughs> I tell you, man, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting season. Yeah. If yeah. he can stay healthy. Uh, I mean, do you think Ben Kelly's going to grab another gear? And and um, I think he's capable of yeah. doing it for sure. I, I think what really hurt him, like you said, um, was the dust. Um, he couldn't. You know, and I even, you know, listened to his interview. Um, he said it was hard to push and catch the guy in front because there was only, like, one good section down in, the, in that creek bottom. Yeah, without that he dust. he can see. Man, that dust is so hard. And one thing that we didn't get to talk to Thad about, but it seems like this year we've not had as much rain as last year or the year before. And it just seems like the dust has really um, – there's been more dust – earlier in this year than normal and a place that's notorious for dust that's still up on the uh, schedule coming up is up here at high point and uh if yeah. it's already like dust races this early in the season can you imagine how bad high point's gonna be yeah for sure i thought about racing it but i uh, uh you're might racing s- it you gotta race i it. might save the might just go ahead and just chalk that one up and save the bike for uh snowshoe yeah yeah dang i forgot to ask that if if, if he thinks you should race snowshoe. listen at this point in my right now at this point, I think all of May I'm done riding. So that's true. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, no, back to back to the guys. That we really gotta care. keep you honest for the next couple of weeks. You <laughs> had a little scare there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think I really think that if anybody else in the in the bike side is gonna if they're gonna stop Stu, they need to start doing it soon because yeah, um, uh, really start stopping him soon because he's starting to get that motivation train going and um motivation and just confidence yeah like he looks confident yeah. it's like talking about pissing excellence <laughs> and then and then and then riding uh ginger billy yeah. down the start stretch before the race um it looks relaxed looks relaxed looks like he's having fun and i tell you what um that's a definitely a good place to be you just heard thad talking about how his son is a lot of motivation for him and i, I feel like a, a good family atmosphere if you listen to paul max you listen to chris Kiefer talk about home life yeah um, a good home life is huge and right now you know thad talked about how that puts him in a good spot and i'm sure Stu baylor is the same way uh as far as as far as that goes you know he seems to be having fun uh, working at the Shoals, building that um, empire, yeah. and and then you know his side gig of uh, uh, coming out and whooping up on some GNCC races. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're gonna go over to the quad side now. Yeah, and uh, 
I know we didn't get to talk to them. Usually we talk about them first, but we'll... We just talk about it first. We'll switch it up today, yeah, though. Yeah, switch it up, yeah. Yeah, we got to uh, talk about some quad action. Man, Bryson Neal coming out and and uh, getting the dub. Yeah, getting the dub. Um, I think, you know, Walker Fowler had had it good going in, and sound, uh, I think he had a tree in the first lap. Well, he he actually told it. Um, I was messaging him yeah. today, and he said that he, in the first mile, he hit that tree. Wow. And you, talk, you heard him on his interview talking about how... Uh, he believed the frame was bent, uh, mm. spindles, you know, you the know, steering, the whole knot. Yeah. And you know how hard it is when your stuff's bent up uh, to keep a solid pace. But for the and whole two hours. Literally the entire, <laughs> I mean, you, you do that in the first mile, that's basically like starting the race with a trashed bike, yeah. right? Yeah. And, 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 and then he still was able to maintain third place. Yeah. And, they, they say it all the time. What's the what's the famous saying, Brandon? Where do you win your championships? On your worst day. On your worst day, <laughs> and that's been his worst day, and he's yeah, still on the podium. That's right. So. And uh, you know, and I think he was even leading for a while until he he led the first lap until he um, hit another tree or something, or his tether came off and he couldn't get it back on. He was um, actually 18 seconds ahead of Bryson on the first, first lap, lap. Still, yeah. Like I said, I I, I know there's another mishap, and his tether came off, and. It was wrapped around the handlebars, and you couldn't get it back on. And then at that point, I think Bryson Neal and Cole Richardson got by him, and then he finally got his, you know, his bike up going back again. And the way the track looked like it developed was dusty, and and, and that silt, you know, the hell that dust oh, powder, yeah. and trying to hard to steer and stuff. But uh, hats off to him for for bringing that home on on the podium still. Yeah, for sure. And then you know what was awesome to see was uh, when Bryson got out front, he did not leave uh, Cole Richardson. Yeah. Cole Richardson was able to hang with him for a majority of the race. And then did you hear Cole on the podium? Yeah. He said that uh, that uh, he actually felt like he was the faster rider that day, just made a few extra mistakes, yeah. and uh, that cost him the win. So it's awesome to see him running with some confidence too. And we're getting ready to come into a couple of races for him that where he usually uh, excels at, especially at high point. Yeah. We just heard Fowler you know, uh, two weeks ago say that, that's his race. Uh, it's not going to be hard to beat him there. So, man, doesn't it feel like it's been forever since we had Fowler on? I know, right? The podcast. It's all my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, hey, do you know how many messages we got? Like messaging us, uh, where's the pod at this week? Yeah, and I was, yeah. It's like, it's I seen them all when I was in, in the hospital bed. Yeah, so it's pretty <laughs> cool. It, it's awesome that people are like counting on this podcast uh, every week. So yeah. we appreciate the support, guys. And um, but yeah, Cole Richardson. You know, he only finished um, ten seconds behind behind Bryson, yeah. and that's awesome. I mean, it really is. You know, what would be ideal is, and I know Walker talked about how he doesn't like this, but for fans, um, is to see that three way battle for the for the win. Oh, you yeah. don't see that too often. Typically, you see like, you know, if there is a battle for the win, it's like a two people dueling. Yeah. And when's the last time do you remember? You know, three guys coming into the finish line within five to ten yeah, seconds it, it's i can't remember it doesn't time. happen very often if no it, does. it seems like they always kind of break off in tandems yeah um so i want to see that yeah. i think that we you know um i think that we could we could definitely see that with walker cole bryson and, and hunter hart you yeah. know he's right there with speed as well mm -hmm. uh, i see that happening maybe at high point a high point because that's cole richardson's track Fowler and Neil were both on the gas this year, and he's and, and Richardson's starting to come into his own, and that's his track. And the only thing that would stop me from a hundred percent agreeing with you is the dust. 
Yeah. Keeping that separation. Yeah, it might get some rain. You never know. I mean, it's supposed to snow Wednesday. It is supposed to snow Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe we'll see it at Snowshoe. Oh, uh, maybe. When we're up there. Yeah. Doing our live show. <laughs> doing our live show, yeah. Uh, we'll have to steal the racer, uh, racer uh, TV production stuff. Mikey Waynes, if you're hearing this, <laughs> let's make it happen. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, and speaking of um, Hunter Hart, I thought for sure that he might try to run down Walker, um, especially with um, everything uh, happening with Walker's bike. Um, but, you know, Walker kept him pretty um pretty honest back there but he was back there in fourth place is kind of about what, 30 40 seconds i think off of his pace well he ended up finishing uh a minute behind, a minute behind. walker um but and then 20 seconds ahead of fifth which was uh borscht yeah so you know he was kind of you know talk about he's talked about with us before whenever he was on the podcast talking about how he keeps finding himself in that no man land yeah. um not up with a front group but not back with uh some of the other guys um, and that's got to be a hard place to be because I'm sure if he could see Walker or see Bryson or see Cole, like when we've seen him with those guys and like throwing that toe hook, he can run with those guys for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough when, when you're sitting there by yourself and you're just seeing the occasional lapper. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> maybe and, we'll uh, see a, a really close race at Snowshoe. I think so. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm th- more, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think that uh, that's, that's, it's going to be a – a barn burner. Yeah. You got Adam McGill that's notorious for being yeah. amazing up there. He had an off weekend this weekend. Did you see his yeah. race report? Oh, well, I didn't see the race report, but I was hearing that he was feeling under the weather. Um, his dad actually didn't make it to the race because he was feeling un- under the weather. And I think they said that was like 17 years since he's missed a race or something yeah. like that. Well, his dad actually his dad actually has the Rona. Oh. But he didn't. He didn't. Okay. Well, uh, that's good. And – uh I think he was talking about like having a, like a major sinus infection, and you yeah. could see like you could see visually see during his race report that he was um, struggling. He talked about <clears throat> he talked about how like he just felt like his body was off with his mind, and like timing was not there. Talked about like seeing a tree coming, and like there's a tree, and then just not turning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean when you, when you get down there and you're going that that speed, you know your reaction time and everything goes away and and stuff we all know how hard that is and but uh i tell you what um chris borsch on that suzuki it seems like he's he keeps floating right around that it just he seems like he's taking like the these baby steps yeah and he's getting back up there um you know i definitely would not be surprised to see him back on the box at some point in time here in the near future for sure for sure uh you know once you have it, it never leaves. That's right. right? Yeah, especially, like I said, he's probably throwing a home on that Suzuki and getting everything dialed in and stuff like that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Bryson Neal, I know we haven't we didn't really talk a lot about him, but he got out front and made it work all day. Worked great. No bike issues. Yep. Looked good. Looked fast. I heard about something about – they were talking about Ginger Billy and him having a flex off or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think would win? I don't know. I'm Depends not, on what you're going for. I've never, I've never seen Bryson flex. <laughs> Ginger Billy has always got his shirt off. So. Ginger Billy likes <laughs> always, yeah, he's always flexing. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, Bryson would win in a foot race. Probably. Ginger Billy's pretty stocky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's wrong with stocky guys, man? Nothing. I bet you, I beat you in a foot race. Especially right pre, now. Especially say, right now, say, you say, and you and pre, your appendix. Pre appendix or post appendix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shoot. shoot well 
We got anything else, else talked about? Uh, Mountain State Race, I think, is coming up next weekend. Elkins. Um, Fast Tracks is having their opening uh, GP race coming up next weekend. You going? Um, I can't ride. Um, but you going for Colton? Colton, um, I think so. Uh, we got a Cobra parts coming in, uh, cylinder and all that good stuff. Get that thing back together. We He actually rode over the weekend up at the White Hair, uh, right hair track and on the P-Dub. So, I guess it's a five minute there. Yeah, so. The flat track. The flat track. but uh, I haven't seen that thing since. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Put a lot of motos in up there, man. Ground speed. You want to tell them the story? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, Real quick. The, the old, the old. Real uh, quick, the 89. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I had a 350 Warrior. I think it was like an 89. This was like in high school days, yes, guys. this is like back before we even raced. Like my dad I think this is before me. I had a driver's license because you, you came and picked up my four-wheeler Probably. and then took me home because you're a couple months older, older than me. Yeah, yeah so I picked him up. And uh, picked up the, was an eighty nine Honda, eighty nine Honda two fifty uh, um, utility, utility two wheel yeah. drive, yeah, just a, that that thing's still running. Wow, <laughs> it's still on the farm running. Yeah, and I think I had like an eighty nine three fifty uh, Warrior pull start, you know, <laughs> and up there just we were just out you know joy riding, having fun, get stuff. No, and- we weren't, dude. We were <laughs> motoing. We were, we were racing each other. It was like, just looked like a couple of young goons out there. Like, I'm pretty sure I was wearing shorts and boots. And, uh, yeah, no gear at all. Like, no maybe gear. A hel- helmet. Maybe a helmet, definitely a helmet. helmet. And uh, we're out there on my flat track. Got a nice little flat track in about an acre and a half. And we had some turns and S turns and stuff like that. Just <laughs> going at it, which was, it's very fun because, like, it keeps it pretty even and, and stuff. Well, we're heading down this long stretch, wide open, getting ready to come to a turn. And, were we side by side or were we I think through? I was like half a bike behind you. Yeah. So next thing I know, <laughs> I'm making a turn and I see this two fifty racks and all flipping through like in the air and I'm like, Oh my god, he's might be dead. <laughs> so but uh anyways, the funniest part was is um <laughs> <laughs> so we get he's okay thank goodness nothing no you know the bike's pretty banged up um so we take it down to my dad and my dad's down in the garage and cooper's like can you fix this like cause my dad's gonna kill me <laughs> <laughs> this is an 89 honda <laughs> yeah, i keep thinking of uh that movie uh that the, the, they say taxi that. no well, that was the night that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um anyways uh uh, but we go down to my dad's and, my, and we're in the garage and the racks are all bent down. So my dad's like, here, take this pole, you know, bend these up a little bit. And well, the biggest issue was the thumb throttle was broke <laughs> off. <laughs> and so we're sitting there trying to figure out, I put this thumb throttle on. Right. And uh, somebody was like, well, we could probably, you know, tap it in there with a screw and some, <laughs> with some, uh, um, uh, clamps and stuff like that. And we were just like looking at like, Nah, it was loaded up. So, so then we we go home and his dad comes outside and and uh, actually no, he didn't come outside yet. You walked in and you're like, hey, dad, this is all that's left of the full wheeler with a broken thumb throttle. <laughs> we found it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have seen his dad's face. <laughs> yeah, my it, funny thing is, is my my uncle, uh, my dad gave that full wheeler to my uncle and and his daughter rides it around the farm all the time. There's not a bearing left in that bike. You could just hear it like squeaking as it goes by, but it starts first kick every time. Oh, shoot. 
Hondas. You can't beat them. <laughs> you can beat them up. You can beat them up. <laughs> we could probably drown it in that pond and pull oh, it out and start geez. it again. It's yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, well, you got anything else? No, man. I think everything's uh, everything. We, we got everything. I think this time. Yeah, for sure, man. What an awesome podcast getting Thad on and yeah. and uh, talking hunting and 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 moto and works racing and yeah. supercross. I can't believe that speed. That's insane. That's, I, I honestly had I no idea know. they were going that fast. No, it doesn't look like it on camera. But is know. that like when you see them like going down the beach? Is that what he's talking about? I don't even. I guess that, that's got to be where you're it's hitting like out in the desert and stuff out there. You know how they are out there hitting the deserts and. Let's see what the gear ratio is. That's insane. <laughs> That's way too fast for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Brandon, you got a closing song? We didn't talk about this um, beforehand. Guys, you got start sending us some songs yeah, to, to play. We're running out of stuff. So, <laughs> all, right, all right, guys. guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll be back next week. We're not taking any more weeks off. If we have to do it from the hospital, we'll, <laughs> we'll do, do it, it from the hospital. <laughs> Brandon's got to get that appendix out at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, I'm so. hoping, man. i got an appointment next week, so hopefully uh, everything goes good. I'll be sitting there. I'll knock on the door. we like, yo, can we bring the podcast stuff in? And we're like, what are you carrying in? The lady at the hospital like, what do you got? This big old black case. Like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I won't bring the case in because that might look like a bomb or something. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'll put oh, in a geez. backpack, which is so much better. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, Have a good one. Thanks for joining us.